السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله اللهم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Today with Allah's permission alhamdulillah we're doing the chapter pertaining to istisqa babu salat al-istisqa so with Imam al-Hajawi rahimahullah ta'ala fi zad al-mustaqna the author He's going to be talking about istisqa, the rain prayer, ahkam pertaining to that, and the description. Istisqa lughatan, istisqa in the language is istif'al min al-suqya. It's on the wazan, on the pattern of istif'al. And we know that the alif and the sin and the ta on a verb means that you are seeking something. So istif'al min al-suqya, ayat talab al-suqya, meaning that we are seeking to be provided water and rain from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And technically, الدُّعَى بِطَلْبِ سُقْيَ مِنَ اللَّهِ في شر, Technically, it means to make dua, seeking suqya, water from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the hukum of Salat al-Istisqa? The hukum is, سُنَّ مُؤَكَّدَ بِأَجْمَا بِإِجْمَا أَهْلِ الْإِلْمِ It is something which is سُنَّ مُؤَكَّدَ with the consensus of the scholars, with the ijma of أهل الْإِلْمِ Istisqa, it comes in three different ways three different ways you would go about seeking it. The first of them is via the prayer. Okay, what we're going to talk about today, Salatul Istisqa, via the prayer itself. Another of, way of doing it would be without the prayer and it would be uh, on the member on Yawmul Jum'ah. Once the Imam is on the member, Yawmul Jum'ah, Dua can be made for, salat, for Istisqa, for rain to come. Or it can be done in a third way, which is just normal Dua. So neither is it a Salah, nor is it on the member on Juma. it's just normal dua from a group of people or a person seeking the rain from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The author he says, قوله, Excuse me. If the earth becomes dry and barren, or there is no rainfall, or and there is no rainfall, okay? So the istisqa is made when the earth becomes dry and barren and when there's no rainfall. A question to yourselves, for those of you who have joined us, is istisqa, is istisqa done for all dry and barren land? Is it done for all dry and barren land? Question to yourselves. Tayyib, the istisqa is only for that land which is beneficial, that land which is going to be used, that land which is going to be used for benefit of mankind or benefit of Allah's, uh, of the beasts that mankind own. Okay, if it's an empty land and it's not being used, then Salat al-Istisqa is not made for that land. There's a fa'idah I want to mention here, mentioned by Sheikh Amin Bahjat. He said that uh, the author, he said, Qahat al-Matr. Okay, and his Sheikh Amin Bahjat ibn Aqil, the famous humbly scholar, he said that the dubbed, the correct way of saying it is as a fa'idah. The author, he said, The people, they pray Salat al-Istisqa, whether it be in congregation or it be individually. So it can be prayed in congregation and it can be prayed individually. Of course, the Prophet prayed it as a congregation with his companions, and that is the best way to do it. Because if you pray in congregation, there's more people making dua, which means that the dua for the istisqa is more likely to be answered. So to do it in congregation is better. However, if it was done furada, if it was done alone, individually, then that's also permissible. 
The author he says, قوله وصفتها في موضعها وأحكامها كعيد. Its description pertaining to the place and pertaining to the rulings of it are like Salat al-Eid. Okay. Uh, Imam Tirmidhi collects the hadith from Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu who said anna rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kharaja mutakhashi'an, mutadarri'an, mutawadi'an, mutadallilan, mutarassilan. Fasalla bin nas rak'atayn kama yusallil fil eid. Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma in the hadith collected by Imam Tirmidhi said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went out after describing the state of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we'll come back to these words a bit later. The Prophet ﷺ prayed two rak'ah with the people, okay, as he would pray the Salat al-Eid. So the Prophet ﷺ prayed the istisqa the same way that he would pray the Salat al-Eid. And this is what the author is saying. وَصِفَتُهَا فِي مَوْضِعِهَا That its description in its place, meaning that it should be prayed in a musalla, not in the masjid preferably. The Salat al-Istisqa should be outside in the musalla. And its ahkam, and its description is the same way that the Salat al-Eid is prayed with regards to the takbirat, the extra takbirat 7 and 5 or 7 and 6, however you look at it, and the recitation, etc. There are a few things, quite a few things that the Salat al-Istisqa differs with uh, Salat al-Eid. Uh, from those things, we'll mention a few of them. One of them is the time. So we know that the, uh, the Sunnah to pray Eid is early, right? Early on in the morning. However, Salat al-Istisqa can be prayed from the time of the Eid Salah and even after any time during the day it can be prayed as long as it's not in one of the uh, forbidden times uh, to pray during the day. So the time differs with regards to Salat al-Eid. Also what differs is the ruling. As we mentioned, Eid is Fadl al-Kifaya and this is something which is Salat al-Istisqa is Sunnah Mu'akkada. Okay? So it differs with regards to the Eid in these two matters as well as others. Author, he said, If the Imam, the leader of the state, or whoever the Imam has deputized to lead the people in this affair, when he wants to go out with the people, he gives them wa'ad, uh, he gives them a mo'idha, meaning that he gives them an admonition which reminds them of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the more the people are reminded about their need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the need to correct their affairs, the more likely their du'as are to be answered after having corrected their affairs with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The author, he says, The leader, he also advises, the imam advises the people that they make tawbah from the sins. Because as we know, sins, may Allah protect us, are a means of blocking the provisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are a means of blocking the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descending upon us individually and as a community, and as a nation. So the more the people they make tawbah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more they will receive the bounties of Allah That's why the author, he said, the Imam would order them and advise them to make tawbah from the sins that they have. And the Imam would also order them and command them and advise them to leave off any oppression that they have done. Because again, if they oppress the people or they oppress anybody from amongst the creation, then this is the cause for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be angered with them rather than to answer their du'as. The author, he says, وَتَرْكْ التشاحن. التشاحن, The author, he says, to leave off التشاحن. التشاحن is when people have anger and jealousy and hatred of some sort amongst themselves. 
and we know that the Prophet has told us that the sins of the believers are forgiven except for those who have argumentation, uh, disputation, disputes and arguments amongst themselves, those who are uh, unable to reconcile amongst themselves and to be brothers as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants them to be, then these two, they are not forgiven until they reconcile. So leaving off anger and jealousy and all kinds of hatred for one another is one of the means of gaining the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's a serious matter. Believers should try their best always not to have any haqt or any type of jealousy or any type of hatred in their hearts to any other believer. The author, he says, was siyam wa sadaqa. And also the imam would advise them to fast and to give sadaqah. Why to fast? Because fasting, the fasting person has a dua which is going to be answered. The Prophet said in the hadith, for the fasting person, there is a, a, a dua which is not going to be neglected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will be answered. So the fasting person, his dua is likely to be answered. And we know that giving sadaqah is from the means of bringing about the mercy and the provisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So doing good deeds in general, including tawbah and all types of good deeds, is a way of gaining the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He said in Surah Al-A'raf, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْ لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ Had it been Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said in Surah Al-A'raf, that the people they had iman and they had taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah would have opened up the blessings from above the blessing from the heavens to fall and the blessings of the earth to descend upon them okay but rather the people they chose to be disobedient and to deny the signs of Allah therefore they are taken to account for what they have done so as the author he said it's imperative that the people they try and do as much tawbah as they can try and do as much good deeds as they can and also we have in the hadith of ibn imajah which is an important narration pertaining to the points we are discussing where the prophet sallallahu mentioned in the hadith of abdullah ibn amr umar abdullah ibn amr radiyallahu anhuma part of the long hadith where the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that the people they do not or they would not stop giving the zakah which is obligatory upon them as well as uh, optional charity except that the rain will be stopped from them stopped uh, from descending upon them and the prophet said and if it had not been for the beasts for the uh, beasts of the earth then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not send down upon them rain will not send down water upon them so leaving off the obligatory zakah and leaving off giving uh, sadaqah and the doing of good deeds is one of the causes for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to withhold the rain and to do those good deeds of course is a reason for the rain to come down once again. The author he said The Imam, the state organizes for the people a day whereby they would go out together and they would pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not something which is done haphazardly, rather it's for the government, it's for the state, it's for the leader if one is in place to organize that. The author he says, And the people before they go out, they cleanse themselves from any type of smell that may be with them, any type of filth that may be on their clothing, and also the general cleanliness of removing pubic hair and and uh, removing the nails and any other matters pertaining to general cleanliness. Question to yourselves, why is it important 
to do this type of cleanliness before going out to pray Salatul Istisqa? Why is it important to do this type of cleanliness? Barakallahu fiqh ahsanta. May Allah give you good. Because whenever you are in a congregation, it's recommended that you clean yourself properly. And some of them, they said even that you take ghusl. So, as order not, so in order not to harm any of the other believers with any smell that you may have or any bodily odor that may be coming from you and to be in the best appearance possible in terms of your cleanliness. That is correct. Jazakallah khair. The author, he said, However, though the person cleans themselves, they shouldn't put perfume on. Question to yourself again, why should they not put perfume on? Why should they not wear their aftershaves and their perfume and their tib, their atr, when they go to pray Salat al-Istisqa? Barakallahu feek. Well explained, very well explained. Taib, and we'll come to this again in a minute, inshallah. So the author, he says, Ibn Nasrullah, uh, he explained these words as following. Where the author says, Mutawadi'an, here, having humility means having humility in terms of posture. That the people, they go out and in their posture, they are in a state of humility in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mutakhashi'an, having khushu in their hearts. Okay, they are fully aware of their need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mutadhalilan, meaning like the brother explained in their clothing, they are not dressing in a luxury manner. They are dressed very humbly and uh, in a very simple manner. Mutadarri'an, that their tongues are imploring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness and for an increase in blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these words were explained by Ibn Nasrullah as mentioned by Shaykh Mutlaq Jalasir, Hafizahullah Ta'ala. So the author, he says that the people that go out in this manner, meaning that they are, they are mutawadi'an, they humble, mutakhashi'an, their hearts are full of khushu, mutadhalilan, their clothing is simple, mutadhari'an, their tongues are imploring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal-illa, and the reason for this, as we mentioned quickly, that these things, if you are in this state, then it's from the causes of your du'a, for the reasons or the causes of your du'a to be answered. And that the slave, he is shown to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is weak and in need of, of Allah rahmatihi, And the slave is in the need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah. And the slave is showing Allah and imploring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he cannot do without the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he is in full need of Allah to send down mercy and to send down rain upon him the author he says and the people when they go out they should be eager to take the people of deen with them meaning that people who are known to be practicing their religion it, they should have them with them when they go out to pray Salat al-Istisqa. The reason is obvious, because the more a person is known to be a person of piety, the more likely and the more hope there is that that person's dua is going to be answered. The author, he said, was and also that the elderly people should be taken out, also the elderly men should go along. Why? Because they have lived a longer time in Islam, they have worshipped Allah for a long period of time, and therefore likely it's that their dua is going to be answered. And those children that are able to dis, uh, distinguish between right and wrong are able to understand commands 
they should also be taken out with the community. Why? Because the children have no sins and it's likely that when they implore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that their du'as are going to be uh, answered. And the reason the author he said was Sibyan al-Mumayyizin al-Mumayyizun the children who are Mumayyiz, they have Tamiyiz, they're able to distinguish between right and wrong. They're able to listen to commands because if the children were under their age and many of the scholars they said that the sin of Tamiyiz that the age of Tamiyiz is around seven that children generally under this age cannot be controlled they do not really understand what's taking place and they're bound or they're likely to cause uh, quite a bit of chaos so if the Sibyana Mumayyizin or Mumayyizun is not better to take them it's better to leave them behind the author he said may Allah have mercy upon him وَقَوْلُهُ وَإِنْ خَرَجَ أَهْلُ ذِمَّةِ مُنْفَرِدِينَ عَنِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ لَا بِيَوْمٍ لَمْ يُمْنَعُوا that if the Ahlul Dhimma, the Jews and the Christians who are living in the Muslim lands under the protection of the Muslims paying the jizya, uh, these Ahlul Dhimma, if they were to go out uh, on a day other than the day that the Muslims were going out on to make istisqa, and they were to go out not with the Muslims in the same place, then they are not to be prevented. Question to yourselves, why are the Ahlul Dhimma not to be prevented from going out to make Salat al-Istisqa? Why would they not be prevented from going out to make Salat al-Istisqa? The ulama, they say they're not to be prevented because they are from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's a right upon all of the creation of Allah azawajal to have risk, to have provision. So it's their right also that they can go out and seek uh, Allah azawajal's uh, mercy in that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends rain upon them. However, there are two qayyud, qaydain, there are two restrictions, okay? Uh, which the author mentioned. The first of them is that it should not be in the same place as the Muslims. Why? Because if these non-Muslims are calling upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for their provision, it could be a calling that angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it could be a calling wherein Allah descends his punishment upon them instead of, instead of his mercy upon them. So the rain and the lightning that may come down may not be a mercy, it may come down as a punishment. Therefore they are asked to not be with the Muslims, they are to go to a separate place and to make their uh, calling uh, in the way that they wish to do so, but not anywhere near to the Muslims uh, where the Muslims are gathering. Uh, the second qaid, the second restriction is that it shouldn't be on the same day that the Muslims are going out. And the reason for this is also quite obvious. Why? Because, it, sorry, it yeah, so it should be on a separate day. Why? Because if the Muslims and the non-Muslims are making dua on the same day, uh, we don't want anyone to think that this dua was answered due to the non-Muslims. It could be that some Muslims they are weak of Iman and you know if they were on a separate day, if the non-Muslims went out on a separate day, uh, then this would cause maybe some weak Muslims to think that the dua was answered due to them. So they shouldn't go, on, go out on a separate day, they should be on the same day that the Muslims are going out. So that nobody would think that it, the dua was answered due to the dua of the non-Muslims. The author he said, Taala, قَوْلُهُ فَيُصَلِّ بِهِمْ ثُمَّ يَخْطُبْ وَاحِدَةً That the Imam would pray with them, Salatul Eid, and then he would make khutbah, one khutbah, okay? The Imam would pray, Salat, Salat, like he would pray the Salatul Eid, as we mentioned before, and then he would make one khutbah. We have the hadith in Ahmed, collected by Imam Ahmed, وأبو هريرة رضي الله عنه said خرج رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يوما يستسقي that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم went out one day 
making istisqa fasalla bin nas fasalla bina raka'atayn so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam prayed raka'atayn bila adhan wala iqama without the adhan and without the iqama thumma khatabna and then the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave the khutbah to us طيب so that shows clearly that the khutbah is after the salah the author he said may Allah have mercy upon him that the salah is to be opened with the takbir like in the salat al-eid we have the extra we have the takbirat al-zawaid in the salat al-eid and we have the khutbah al-zawaid in the khutbah of the eid likewise here the khutbah of istisqa is to be done in that manner طيب, so he said it's to be open with the takbir khutbah al-eid and we said before in the chapter pertaining to the Salatul Eid that another opinion in the Madhab is that it's to be opened up with the Hamd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as per normal. And this was held by Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah. So those who hold that opinion for the Salatul Eid would also hold that opinion here for the Salatul Istisqa. Tayyib, uh, when the Imam, he is making the khutbah and he's making the dua, then he is to face the qibla. When he's making the uh, dua after having done the khutbah, he's to face the qibla. And also from the sunnah pertaining to this issue, he's to yuqallibu uh, al-imam rida'ahu. He's to turn his rida', his outer garment, inside out. Excuse me, this is also a sunnah that the imam should do when he's making dua. So he faces the qibla after the khutbah, he's making dua, and he should turn his rida' inside out. He should turn his garment inside out. Question to yourselves, why is he to turn his garment inside out? What is the hikmah of this? Turning the garment inside out. So from the reasons that the imam will turn the garment inside out is because it's tafa'ul. Tafa'ul, yani it's having hope in Allah and it's representing that Allah as we have changed the state of the garment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change our physical state by bringing down the rain for us and taking away the drought and the dryness of the situation that we are facing. <clears throat> the author he says, And the people, when they are making the salah and they are making the dua, uh, they increase in making istighfar from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they read uh, excessively, often, the verses pertaining to istighfar. And we know that istighfar is from the greatest of keys to provision, right? As Allah says in the Quran in Surah Al-Nuh, uh, I told my people Nuh saying that they should make forgiveness, they should seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when they do that then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send down from them from the heavens rain and provisions okay so we know from this verse and many um, a hadith of the Prophet that from the benefits of istighfar is that it increases the provision from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the people are to make much istighfar. The imam is to encourage the people and to do lots of that in the dua and in the khutbah. The author, may Allah have mercy upon him, he says, yadayhi. The author, uh, the imam who is leading the salah, he raises his hands. In Bukhari, the Prophet sallallahu is narrated from Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, فَرَفَعَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wa yadayhi فَرَفَعَ النَّاسِ أَيْدِيهِمْ the Prophet ﷺ, when he was making the dua, he raised his hands and the people, they raised their hands with them. Okay, question is, how do we raise our hands uh, in making the uh, dua, in making the dua 
du'a for istisqa, how that has to be raised. In Sahih Muslim, Anas radiyallahu anhu, he said, inna nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, istasqa, istasqa, fa'ashara bidhahri kafayhi ila sama. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he made istisqa, du'a al-istisqa, and his his outer of the hands were facing the heavens. His outer of the hands were facing the heavens. So uh, this is the opinion that when the Salat al-Istisqa is being made, that the or that the person who's making the dua, the dhahir al-kaf is ila sama, is facing the heavens. Okay, the outer part of the hand is up towards the heavens. Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala, he held the opinion that no, this is not the case. Rather, it, the case is that the um, the reason uh, the Prophet sallallahu is found that his dhahir uh, al-kaf, the outer of his hands, were facing the heavens, is due to the fact that he was raising his hands very high above his head. Okay, as narrated in different ahadith, that the Prophet sallallahu when he would uh, raise his hands in dua al-istisqa, you would be able to see the whiteness of his armpits. So, due to the fact that the Prophet sallallahu was raising his hands so high then the hands naturally came over his head and the outer of them would be facing the heavens and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. As a fa'idah, as a benefit, Ibn Rajib al-Hanbali rahimahullah ta'ala, he says that there are five sifat uh, for the people when they make dua al-istisqa and dua in general. He said the first of them is that you put your hands like so, so the batil al-kaf, the inside of the hands, okay, is facing towards the heavens and towards the face. So you put your hands as though you are receiving water or some good, okay? The second of them is the complete opposite, that the hands, the batin al-kaf, okay, is towards the bottom, and the dhahir al-kaf is towards the heavens. Okay, this is the second way that it's narrated that the Prophet made dua. A third way it's narrated that the Prophet made dua, which most people know, is that the Prophet would put his hands, his batin al-kaf, to his face, okay? And the fourth way is that he would do the opposite, that the Prophet ﷺ would put his dhahir al-kaf to his face. And the fifth of the ways which is narrated is that the Prophet ﷺ would raise his finger as such on the right hand and he would make dua which we find uh, in the narrations of Salat al-Jum'ah. The author, may Allah have mercy upon him, he says, that he makes the dua of the Prophet ﷺ and from that is Allah misqina ghaythan mughithan ila akhirihi that oh Allah we uh, give us plentiful rain okay ila uh, akhirihi towards the uh, and the rest of the hadith means ila akhirihi means and the rest of uh, the dua uh, the reason the author said ila akhirihi as mentioned by the Sheikh Abdul Salam al-Shu'ayr in his explanation is that it could be that the author doesn't hold or isn't sure whether the rest of the hadith is authentic or not. So that's why he said, إِلَىٰ أَخِرِهِ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Al-Hakim, Imam Al-Hakim in his Al-Mustadrak, who said it's authentic, the hadith, he has the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah, where the Prophet said, Allah مِسْقِنَا غَيْثًا مُغِيثًا Oh Allah, give us rain which is heavy and plentiful. مَرِيئًا مَرِيئًا Okay, and it's easy to... Uh, benefit the land and the plants. Okay, sahl wa nafi'a. Nafi'an ghayra dar, and it's beneficial and it's not harmful. Ajilan ghayra ajilan, and make it come sooner than later. So as a fa'ida, we find in this uh, hadith du'a al-istisqa, one of the many, uh, the Prophet sallallahu said, ajilan ghayra ajilan. So if somebody wants to say this in his du'a, that Allah make this happen sooner 
rather than later, then it's perfectly permissible for the person to say that. So if you are making dua, for example, for somebody to be cured, you could say it, Ajilan, Ghira Ajilan. Oh Allah, make this cure come sooner rather than later. So the Prophet ﷺ, so the author, he said, you make this type of dua or any of the duas that are found authentic to be from the Prophet ﷺ. He said, وَإِن سُقُوا قَبْلَ خُرُوجِهِمْ شَكَرُ اللَّهِ If the people have been provided rain before they have gone out, they thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَسَأَلُوهُ الْمَزِيدُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ And they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and increase from his fadl, from his provisions and his blessings. So here we have um, two explanations pertaining to this point. The first of them, the ulama, they say that if they have been provided rain before they have gone out, then the salat al-istisqa, okay, is not to be made. However, if the rain was provided to them and they were ready to go out, they had prepared themselves to go out, meaning in terms of their clothing, in terms of their riding beast to get them to the destination, the place, the musalla where they were going to go. So if they had actually prepared themselves to go out and however it rained, then in this situation, the scholars like Sheikh Abdul Salam al they say they still go out. Why? Because they did the beginning of the act of worship, which was that they prepared themselves to go out. So they've prepared, they've prepared themselves to go out and it's rained, so they should still go out. Why? Because Allah says, Allah says, do not break your actions, do not make your actions void. So by virtue of the fact that they started the action by intending to go out, by having getting dressed and got themselves ready, uh, Shaykh Abdul Salam al is saying that they should still go out and they should pray, okay, as they normally would. However, they wouldn't ask so much for rain. They would thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and they would ask for an increase in provisions in general, okay. So it would be more of a salat of thanks and asking Allah azza wa jal uh, for an increase in general provision from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's a mas'ala to mention here that if the madhab it says that if there is a people in the land that have received rain then they should not now make salat al-istisqa for other people that haven't received rain why because based upon what we just mentioned that if a people uh, before they have gone out it has rained for them then they are not allowed to go out so in this situation it's min babul awla it's even more so that the people they cannot make dua for other than themselves meaning that they've received rain in their land so they cannot make dua for people in a nearby land that do not have rain so an application of this a um, a real world application of this would be like for example in a huge country like Saudi Arabia so in one end of the country okay you may have people that received rain and then the uh, the Amir of the land the king of the land he orders the people to go out and to make dua for a part of the country that hasn't received rain so in this situation, Sheikh Fahd al-Mutiri is saying that the madhab is saying that this cannot be done. Why? Because people that have already received rain, it's not allowed for them to go out and make dua for Salat al-Istisqa. Okay? Um, طيب. Okay, we missed that. The author, he says, And the people, when the, sal when the Salah is being gathered for, the Adhan is to be given as a Salat al-Jami'atun. Yani, congregation salah is about to take place which it could be literally translated as so no adhan is to be given 
no iqam is to be given but rather the call is to be made as as salatu jami'atun it can also be said as as salata jami'atan mansuban okay for those who know grammar they'll understand why and it can also be said as salatu jami'atan the author he said qawluhu wa laysa min shartiha ibn imam it's not from the conditions of the salat al istisqa to have the permission of the uh, imam okay to not to have they don't have to have the permission of the leader of the state to pray salat al istisqa the author he says and it's recommended it's sunnah that the people they stand out and in in the first part of the rain طيب, Imam Ibn Rajb al-Hamli he said that this could mean that it's either the first part of the rain that comes down at that point or it's the first part of the rain, the first rain in the season. Okay, the first rain in the season is what they should expose themselves to. So it's the sunnah that the Prophet وسلم, that he would, when it would rain, he would expose himself, his clothing and part of his body to the rain. Okay, because this would be coming down huwa hadith uh, the prophet وسلم, would say that it's newly come from its lord subhanahu wa ta'ala mean that it's just now come it's going to be full of blessing so the author he said it's sunnah to stand in the first part of the rain and also he should take out the furniture of his house okay and his clothing he should take out uh, clothing so that the rain can fall on it why should he do this in hope that there will be barakah uh, falling upon his furniture, falling upon his uh, clothing, etc., upon his riding beasts? Okay. There is a narration and author أخرجه البيحقي في معرفة السنن والآثار that Imam Al-Bayhaqi in his book معرفة السنن والآثار he narrated he narrated that Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu would do something similar to this that he would take out his rahl and his farash and something uh, along those lines. Yani things that the Ibn Abbas would have in the house, he would take out for the rain to fall upon. And when he was asked, why do you do this? He said, Amma taqra, he said, don't you read the verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَنَزَّلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً مُبَارَكَ And we send down from the heavens rain which is blessed. So Ibn Abbas was showing the people that the rain is blessed, okay? And when it, uh, when it newly descends, uh, after a drought, or it's the first rain of the season, as explained by Ibn Rajab, then it's full of barakah, and it's something which uh, is narrated that Ibn Abbas did. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best if this athar is authentic or not, because some of the ulama, they said it's not authentic, that needs some research. The author, ta'ala, he said, وَإِذَا زَادَتْ الْمِيَاهُ وَخِيفَ مِنْهَا سُنَّ that if the rain increases to the extent that the banks of the rivers are overflowing and the dams are overflowing and it's causing a problem, then it's sunnah to say, Allahumma hawalayna wa la alayna. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make the rain to descend around us, meaning away from uh, where it could harm us and not upon us. Allahumma ala dhirab. Oh Allah, make it descend upon the dhirab. The dhirab are the hills. Why mention the hills? Because that's where the shepherds would take their um, goats and sheep uh, to graze. That's where there would be good pasture. Well, Akam. Akam are small mountains. is in the valley. So the rain would settle in the valleys and then it would produce vegetation beneficial to the animals. And to the places 
we're asking Allah to send rain to the places uh, where the trees are gathered okay so if there's too much rain the author is saying a dua of this type is to be made so that the rain doesn't be harmful and it would be around the city around the town and not directly upon the people and also the author he said it should be said Rabbana la tuhamminna ma la taqatalana bihi to the rest of the ayah why is the author mentioning that we say this type of ayah because the meaning contained here is that our Allah don't test us or don't send upon us that which we cannot deal with so it's munasib al-hal it's appropriate to the situation uh, that the people are facing some of the ulama they said that of course this is not found in the sunnah of the prophet however if such verses are to be recited once in a while uh, whilst understanding that they're not sunnah and that they shouldn't be done continually then this is permissible and this whole dua that we just mentioned for uh, making the rain to be around the town and not uh, in a way that it would cause uh, chaos or difficulty for the people is known as dua al-istisha dua al-istisha okay seeking the removal of the clouds and with the removal of the heavy rain to areas where it would be more beneficial and less harmful and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best everything which was correct was from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mistakes and shortcomings were from myself myself and shaitan uh, if you have any questions on what we took then please feel free I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you immensely and to reward me immensely for the short time that we have taken out Ameen wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam any questions feel free inshallah